I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to The Perfect Scam Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to The Perfect Scam Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Two, one. It's silk. Welcome everybody to another episode of Reasonable Wrestling. It is I, the Most High, and I'm with my tag team via satellite once again. CT, aka Chitty Bang, what's going on, CT? Yes, once again, I bring it via satellite. Uh, but if you don't know, we are the uncut, unfiltered, underground professional wrestling podcast. And you heard, uh, what's up, man? Man, ain't shit. This coronavirus got niggas all fucked up. Shit, we can start right off with the hot topic, which was SmackDown, man. I mean, it just it just happened, uh, and it's fresh on our minds. But it was the most, um, and I, I I think you know we don't usually give the sauce away, but the episode name today is going to be negative into a positive, and that's the only thing that I can think about when it comes to SmackDown. Okay. Um, the, uh, the, Man, I mean, it was it was it, it was new for one. Um, it it was it, it was I, I, man. I'm trying to find the adjectives to really give it just due, but all I can say was that it was one hell of an interesting product to watch, man. I don't know if it was that interesting. I'm gonna be honest. Um, I had I, I'll be honest with SmackDown. I didn't think it was that great of a show overall. There were some moments, and the big reason why you can't bring up the moments and why it was so good is because I argue that it was awkward as fuck. It was bizarre. Um, now, granted, I, like I said, there were some moments. I did really like Roman Reigns' promo. I think that John Cena and Bray Wyatt had a great, a great promo, too. Uh, I don't think, for instance, that the, the atmosphere did not impact the show. Like, you know, the, having no audience 
definitely take, took a, a bit of the energy off of your show. But what I did appreciate is that Triple H was there with his, you know, soldiers like, yo, I'm out here with you. And he went out there to, to put in that work with his, with, his, with his people, you know. So I appreciated that from, uh, you know, just giving props to Triple H. But other than those three things to highlight, I didn't take much away from the show as a television show altogether. Um, and and it, this is going to be a little bit awkward, you know. If we have to have Raws and Smackdowns, it's going to be a little bit awkward. But what I want to see going forward is just a, a more down-to-earth kind of show because that Roman Reigns promo seemed more down-to-earth. And um, what is exposed when we have no crowd, I thought this week was the, they're over-scripted. You know, so that's what I think stood out to me, that they just seemed way over-scripted. So some of the moments just did not work without the crowd to kind of, like, mask the energy. You know, those entrances, you know, they're still working towards the camera and everything, and I, I get it. They're like, just go out there and do your thing. But they're going to have to learn. This is going to be a learning curve. It's definitely unprecedented ter- territory. Territory. Well, I don't, I don't think they necessarily have to learn anything for the simple fact that I don't know when they'll ever be in this position again. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's not long as it's going to last. If, if, you know, so... What'd you I say? I mean, I want to know how... I mean, it depends on how long this is going to last. Like, are we going to have two weeks of shows at the PC? Like, are we going to have just Raw and SmackDown? Is this going to go all the way to WrestleMania? And we don't know right now. So that's why I mean it's going to have to learn how to make it entertaining. Like, I appreciate the effort. And, and I think that it came off well. I'm not saying it's an L in any way. I watched uh, shit on SmackDown. But... It was awkward. I mean, we can't ignore it. I, I think that it was awkward. No, you know, it, it, was awkward. It, it was awkward, but at the end at the end of the day, were you entertained? As I said, as a show, I think it got hindered by travel, you know? Paige didn't show up and whatnot, so they had to figure something out with the woman. I do think that overall, there were two moments that I took from there. That was Roman Reigns from which I thought was good. More, you know, way more, way more down and I broke Bray Wyatt and uh, John Cena's from her. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hold it. I'm not gonna say it was a bad Wait, show. Wait, that's the only cool. thing that you took from SmackDown. So you didn't take seeing uh, Cesaro versus Daniel Bryan, uh, and whenever they, I don't care if it's from the seventy-five thousand or zero people, which it was. I'm excited to see that. Uh, you you weren't you weren't excited to uh, um, to 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 actually. You, what what got me is okay production value, right? We originally got into this show to. We originally done this show, um, so we can give our takes uh, about what we thought about the production value. It was damn near. As, I mean, uh, regard without the fucking shots of the empty chairs, it was shot and produced and presented very fucking well. I think so. I mean, I mean, for them being in the PC for the, I think second time now, um, it was it was definitely because you know we NXT was also in the PC, right? Uh, so, but NXT had a crowd though, so it was a little bit different, you know. So, this was just a different. Just like I said, it was unprecedented territory. I'm not gonna kill them. I'm just gonna say that SmackDown was odd, and I just wonder how long this is gonna last, you know. And I think I do think it exposed how scripted they are, you know? Because when they have no crowd, it just comes off as, you know, Shakespeare in the park. Backstage, that Baron Corbin segment with Sami Zayn and them, 
I, I didn't. I wasn't feeling it, you know. Um, Baron Corbin, I think, honestly needs to be less scripted. I think he's one of those guys you can trust at this point to be less scripted. But like when you give him that script, and then they have to perform it and put all this, like it just it was bad, you know. So I want with these shows without the crowd, even though that was backstage, you know, Miz and Morrison, that was seemed very scripted and just kind of bizarre as well. Make it a little bit more, you know, down to earth and um, personal with some of these athletes. I know wrestling will be fun and it'll be, you know, put a smile on your face and your face with making jokes and whatnot. That's all fine and dandy. But I want some more promos like what we got Roman, what we got with, with uh, John Cena and Bray, you know? Because there's no crowds. It's a feed off. So, they just, they so my thing thing. is, do you want two hours worth of interviews? Nah, not interviews. I do want matches. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying the matches were not good. I'm just saying that that's what I took from it, you know? I didn't, I didn't take from it like, oh, they had, remember that match on SmackDown? Nah, I did, I did. and, and, and if, I, if you want to get props to Daniel Bryan, Drew Gulak, and uh, Cesaro, and Shinsuke, I, I, I feel you on that. I just didn't take anything from that. I, I didn't, personally, you know? I mean, not, I mean, I'm listen, not, that's know? fine. We we have our own opinion on what we saw. That I mean, that's okay. the reason. That's why we have the show. Like, I'm not here to kind of coerce your, uh, um, your your kind of sentiments to what you saw. My thing is, is that out of two hours, I, I got more than just the promos. I got, I got okay. out of the two hours, I got more than just. Listen, I, I like the John Cena and Roman Reigns thing, and, and off um, camera, I'm sorry, off off um, offline, you you was going to mention how good Roman and John was, and I'm like, listen, we not gonna mention Roman and John, and not mention Bray when it comes to on the mic, you know what I mean? So, um, um yeah. and, and now one thing I do want to touch on as far as storyline wise goes of what happened on SmackDown. Uh, Cena calling anybody overrated can't happen. You feel me? Like <laughs> Cena, Cena calling anybody, um, and, you know what I mean? And 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 yes, Cena shows up. Cena's the workhorse. Cena has been tried and true and trusted. But I do believe if they would have gave uh, Duke Rotunda any type of faith that they put in fucking John Felix Cena, uh, I think that uh, Bray would have been as good as Cena. When it comes to, you know, because shit, it ain't like Cena's the greatest worker in the world. And it ain't like Cena can talk circles around Bray. So, I mean, really, what only thing we're talking about is opportunity. I feel you, I feel you. And I think that's what they're trying to get at with this angle with Bray and John Cena. I think they're they're, le- they're trying to get that reaction, you know. For all our Bray, all the Bray marks out there who like Bray was wrong, this is what they're trying to do. What I didn't like, though, however, was that John Cena's reasoning for facing Bray was completely contradictory to what he said the previous week. The previous week is all that, I mean, he tried to do a whole NXT thing, mentioning Matt Riddle, shout out to Matt Riddle. I I get that, but I don't think it made much sense. It's just the only way they could have went based on the promo he had previous week is that, oh, you know, I'm going to step aside for WrestleMania. And then the first thing he does is, you know, accept the match with The Fiend. Okay. Now he has to come out there and he's stuck in a box. And he has to say, I'm beating the fiend to give room for the other guys. But when, you, but when in reality, you can just get out the fucking way and give these guys an opportunity. Well, well, you know? well I, guess, I, I, I guess in a more deeper meaning of it or a philosophical meaning is Cena saying, like, I tried to kill this guy 
to get make room for other people and clearly it didn't work because this um, nigga's still here so some... I would like that actually if he, if he actually said that okay. I would like that okay. and I would want you know, to be a hero honestly to be like honestly like I tried to kill this guy and you're damn right I, I didn't think he was he was you know the man and, and not you know but you know show a little bit of like arrogance in that like yeah you know and, and build it that way and, and that's why I feel like those promos were the best part of the show because I think even with the Roman it just wasn't all this pomp and circumstance, you know? And when you don't have the pomp and circumstance of the crowd, then you need to take it, take it down a notch and you guys gotta, you know, match the energy of the night because there is no fucking energy. So I, I swear, it just matched the tone, those two problems. The sit-down interview with Roman, the face-to-face with John Cena and Bray, I, I, I rock with it on SmackDown and, and um, I love show some love to that. But besides that, I just wonder how this is how this is coronavirus is gonna affect Raw and WrestleMania. It's just... Well, I know for I know it, Raw, nigga. If you ain't like two hours of SmackDown, you ain't gonna like three hours of Raw, nigga. I can tell you that. I know, man. I don't know what the heck is gonna happen, man. I really don't. It's gonna be tough. Uh, so what? What do? What do you think? What? What? What expectations do you have? For Raw? Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest. I don't have much based upon this uh, this week even. I don't have much expectations because Raw didn't even hold my uh, my interest. They have kind of like I'm the whole. I, I I can't say that I'm excited for what they're building for Raw going into WrestleMania. I, I only thing I can say is a Drew McIntyre a Brock thing, and they didn't really have much build this past week. It was just kind of a program a pro promo. So it it kind of it kind of ruined it for me. Um, so I don't have much faith. It not ruined it. Don't get me wrong. That, that's hyperbole. I didn't ruin anything, but it didn't it didn't expound upon anything on this week on Raw. So I I didn't really take any much much energy from the show. The show was average. You know, it's nothing. And so with this week coming up, I don't expect much either because there's no crowd on top of it. I mean, they gotta take take some. Um, up out of the playbook of SmackDown, see what worked, and go with that. Well, with with, with Raw, um, like I said, I think we had the sentiments last week that uh, um, on the late post that I'm not too excited on the whole direction of Raw. Like, you know, the, the Universal Championship, like I said, Drew... Is a star in the making, but he's not a star. You know what I mean? Shayna and Becky is going to be what it is. The Raw Tag Team Championships, what direction does that have? And then their mid-card titles, the United States Championship. They have a lot that they have to kind of solidify heading into Mania. Now, like we said, Mania may be postponed. It may be pushed back a minute. But still, at the same time, it may be a blessing in disguise to where they can kind of... Uh, Put a nice little bow on some of these these views that they have. Yeah, and, and that's what I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for them to put some bows on these views. Um, I, I and what I thought we could have had at WrestleMania. You know, I'm always advocating for our, our younger stars, and we're not seeing the guys that it's like the, a lot of the guy. A lot of what we're all is building towards is, is, is matches at WrestleMania with a lot of older stars. Like with everything going with Edge and Randy Orton is good. I like that. Uh, Edge Randy Orton is fine, but everything else—Undertaker, Goldberg, 
you know, it just, it just not, it's just not working for me. Um, um, and uh, yeah, so we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with, with I mean, Gilbert's on, on Raw, he's on SmackDown, but um, we'll see what happens, you know. I wish there was more prominence with Aleister Black. I wish there was more prominence with Andrade. I wish there was more prominence with Ricochet, which I gotta just be honest, what the hell are they doing with this guy? Like, go, he's go, on, go he's ahead, on, I'm a, I'm a, the, flo- the floor is yours. Go ahead. No, what the fuck are they doing with this guy, man? Like, Ricochet is one of the most talented men in the roster. I think that's, I think that's arguably one of the talented, one of the most talented wrestlers in the world, right? Um, and I heard that, you know, like, I think, you know, I think AJ spoke on it on backstage. He's like, you know, everybody has their time. The only thing that I'm saying is that Ricochet put his work in this past, you know, calendar season. You know, he's had great moments, great matches. Uh, when he goes out there, he has highlights. I think going into the WrestleMania season, I don't get how he's not showcased at all, like in a, in a more prominent manner. I don't get how he gets the Brock match, gets flashed, and immediately he's on main event. Um, and people can talk and say whatever they want, but this is a huge, huge uh, tell that you are telling your fans not to care about this guy when you propped him up the whole year, wants to make him a superhero, you know, and all that stuff. He went out there and showed and proved that he's talented as fuck. I don't get the positioning. He doesn't. He might not care either because he's gonna get, he's gonna, you know, take his turn when it happens. But you have Alistair Black. He's being used to prop up the Undertaker, AJ Smith. So it's not just Ricochet. It's out. Got Cedric over there. People who have put in the work throughout the year are now kind of like left to uh, try, like you know, to get get penciled in in a spot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and, and I don't think that's right. I, I mean, okay, so, 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 when when it comes to the, your young talent, you don't feel like that they are in a position of relevancy. Yo, it's not even just the it's a young talent, and and, and it's and honestly, it's just the most most of them are t- talents of color. Be honest, be honest. Right now, going to WrestleMania last year, we had Sophie. That was a great moment. Um, but what are they doing for uh, black wrestling fans right now? Huh? Tell me. Just Keith Lee in the North American Championship? Is that it? You know? Is Velveteen, Velvet, Velveteen, Velveteen, Velveteen Dream versus Adam Cole? Velveteen Dream versus Adam Cole. All right. What, we, got, we got Ricochet. He's floundering. You got Cedric. He's floundering. They used Bianca to, to prop up this uh, Rhea Ripley, uh, Charlotte Flair feud. Um, and honestly, I, I do think that it's about time that they 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 put them into a little bit little bit more. You know what I mean? You know, you you know what I'm talking about. We've had these conversations. I mean, I want you to know. I I want you to do. I, I'm gonna do you like you tell me. I need you to go ahead and break it down. Let niggas know how you feel. Put break it down. All right, Ben. If you're gonna go all the way out with Ricochet all this time, you need to you need to put him in the spot at the WrestleMania. Bottom line, and you need to build him up. So he's actually credible. What they did with him and, and Brock, I don't understand it. Where he went after after Brock, I don't understand it. What you did was, come, I mean, it doesn't make any sense to, to put him in, even in the match with Brock if this is where you're going to go afterwards. You know, uh, even if he had a valiant effort and lost um, and got battered, he looks tough, maybe. You know, like, he got squashed. And they did the same thing with Kofi earlier this year. And I'm sick of it, you know. So I think that Keith Lee... 
superstars and say, hey, let's, let's give these people the opportunity that, that they deserve. And not positions where they're, where they're almost in a position to fail, you know? They're, uh, like, there's no win situation when you're over there saying, hey, go out there, get squashed by Brock, then we're going to put you on the end of that. Now, you know, so, now, a lot of people going to hear that and going to be like, well, Street Poppers are tag team champions. You know, Sasha Banks is probably on SmackDown. Uh, but then after you break that down, where else do you go? Yeah, and, and, and shout out to Street Poppers because I think that they're in a problem position where uh, and they're going to have a child going into WrestleMania, which is going to be a great, great moment for them. Um, but there, there's, a, there's, a, there's a lot... There's a lot that could be done. There's a lot more that can be done. And I'm just, that's what I ask for from my wrestling. Now, you know, I'm not saying that anybody else has that, that opinion. I'm not saying that I'm, I'm more right or correct. I think there should be more black representation on WrestleMania than just the Street Profits on, on WrestleMania card. That's my personal opinion. You know? I think this whole Rhea Ripley, Charles Flair thing should, should have been a triple threat with Bianca in there at WrestleMania. You know, I, I hope that New Day has a spot, and I hope that the spot is not just just... Be New Day and go out there and, and, and just be New Day again and, and, and sell some, some you know, some merch. I want them to be put in a spot where they can tell a story with them and, 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 and maybe it's not their moment right now. And I get it. Everybody has their time. But I, I need more. I need more. Me personally. I hear you, man. Between Ricochet, Cedric, Shelton, uh, New Day, um, who, who else is on the main roster? Street Profits. Sasha, uh, who else we got? Naomi. Uh, yeah, I heard Nia's back, and she's she's not using her. You know, I heard she's she's cleared. I don't know. If, I mean, and that, that's true. Man, they could have at least used her on this build up with Shayna, like you know, so uh, to get Becky to Shayna. So it's like it's just raw, it's raw the fluctuation moment where in a part where I'm like, wow, this is what we're looking for to WrestleMania, and I'm not necessarily super amped. So I think it's not just the black talent. It's just, but I, but I need to highlight that for a moment because that's what I'm gonna need, like excited going into WrestleMania. So I'm a, I'm gonna go ahead and segue the and like you said, the main roster isn't utilizing black superstars, but you did mention NXT, uh, and they do have a few black superstars that are in prominent positions. Um, me and you talked about this Keith Lee situation, uh, where, I mean, he's champion. He's a dominant champion. He's a, a, a willing and fighting champion and a deserving champion. His challengers just don't seem like shit. Okay. So, the, so there, he's in a position where he needs to find somebody that's up to his, like, up to his level. I he's thought like, Finn was going to be that for him. Huh? I thought Finn was going to be that for him. I thought Finn would too, you know, but he's going to be going after Walter, which is going to be a pretty cool fight, and it's, it's all right. But that would have been interesting to see Keith Lee and Finn at TakeOver uh, in Tampa. Uh, but now we're not going to get that, you know. Shout out to Cameron Grimes and Keith Lee. They had a great match on NXT. Um, but I think, like I said, like I said the last, I think a couple weeks ago, I think it's going to be a multi-man match. I just can't wait to find out what exactly going to be. Um... But yeah, I think that uh, Keith Lee is looking good. Like you know, he's he's where he where he, where, where he should be, but he he has to be called up eventually too. Uh, but I hope they just use him properly when they get when he gets called up. Um, but yeah, we got Velveteen Dream and Adam Cole. 
you know, you got that to look forward to. I'm curious to see what how that pans out. But NXT for the first time in a long time, I wasn't even excited with that match. I mean that 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 show this week. I'm not sure what it was. Maybe it was a down wrestling week for me. But the the, the show didn't you know pique my interest. For, you know, so I, I think it, they they um, I, I, I expect to be more excited for the next takeover. You know, feel me? Even if it's not it's not the book the booking is not even that bad. It's just the matches have not been um, portrayed on the screen this week make me say, all right, I got to tune in for this. But the angles did not hit. Like, they, they just didn't get, catch me. Everything with Tommaso and Johnny Gargano, I feel like it's just, um, I think, I'm not going to lie, I think it's kind of kind of lazy. And I think that, I think the buff is crazy. Which they, they don't have, they don't even have to do all they that. They don't have to, no, they don't, they don't have know, to do all that. The buff is crazy, and I appreciate it. Um, but they didn't have to do all that. I think they could tell a story differently. Um, and especially with the way they told it the first time, it was so good. That I'm kind of let down with that angle right now. Um, so yeah, NXT. That's how I felt. I don't see what it is. I don't mean to be a Debbie Downer, but yeah, that's my takeaway. Well, I mean, at this, I, me and you feel the same way. Um, I did like the Weights undisputed match was really good. Um, the Weights versus the Grizzle Young Vets should be a fucking good match because that Dusty Classic match was good. Actually, I'm gonna go back and watch that Dusty Classic match. Um, but the, um, I, 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 like I said, I'm not like you said. We're not excited about the feuds. The storylines aren't carrying us right now. So hopefully, you know, the matches will be good. I know Velveteen and Adam Cole will be fucking spectacular because both of them are showmen. So yeah. I, I, I know that that match is gonna be fucking good. Yeah, that's gonna be fun. So I'm, I'm, I'm totally um so for that match. Uh, I wish I, w- I mean, who knows who will be there, I don't know, uh, but if not, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch, I'm definitely tuning in to see that match um, with NXT, but this week wasn't a strong NXT week for me, it just, this week wasn't, I, I give props to, to NXT about like 50 weeks out of the year, this is the year, one week where I'm like, hey, I thought, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't getting hit, now, oddly enough, I, I'm sorry, to, I'm sorry, to, I'm sorry to say AEW, AEW hit a little bit, man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest. I'm starting to see some some shit over there with AEW. I think that um, what they got going on there, and I'm not. And you got anything to say about NXT? I don't want to just branch over to NXT uh, to AEW. But you got anything to say about NXT? No, go ahead. Drive the show, man. Drive the show. No, no, no. With, with AEW, I'm gonna just uh, give them some shot props this week. I think that going into this show they're coming up with with Blood and Guts. Um, I'm interested, and I'm more interested because it's a war games match. I'm curious to see how they how they do it. I'm curious to see that they actually do blade in a, in, a, in a AEW, which is a missing art form in wrestling. But you know, people say, "Is it needed? Is it not me? It doesn't matter. I actually enjoy seeing some some color. That's just me. You know, not everybody not. But uh, I'm curious to see the blood and guts match. Um, I want to give a little props to the women's division. Um, only because I do see there's a lot of talent in that ring. Um, they got they had a tag team match with Bay Priestley. Um, they had um, her and Lala Rose take on Karoshita and the alien Priest. I think Chris Statlander. Yeah, it was a match. I think these girls have potential. All of them. 
I just think they're in a moment right now with the women's division in AEW where these girls are still trying to find themselves, you know? Okay. When you start to find your character. Like, we're starting to see Britt Baker come out of her shell and went with this character she's, she's portraying. And she's showing some uh, charisma on the mic. Uh, and then she's just all, 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 you know, contrary, on um, opposing her is Big Swole, who also is coming into her own on the mic, who I think is going to be a star. So I think going forward, the women's division will be solidified eventually, but it's just not going to take some time to get there. Well, hold uh, on. Why you giving out praise and shit like that and everything? Kumbaya. Swole and Britt Baker are good, but the writing is still trash. Yeah, the, the writing, writing is still is trash. I wasn't for them bringing up each other's husbands because when it comes to that right there, uh, as I said before we talked, we um, came on the show. It's highlighted. It's, it's something that only the nuanced fan will know. It's only from some of the you know wrestling nerds will know that oh they have husbands in WWE. You know, to the general audience, no one gives a damn about their. Their, their their relationships, you know, and it's cool to bring that up. And, you know, you want to bring it up as like, like, like as an off comment, but that just was like the whole main point of the feud. It seemed like it just it was like a mic drop bomb when uh, Big Soul said she was married, baby. And I'm like, I get what they were trying to go for, but I think that we need we gotta get to a point where we're stop making references to WWE. If it was made in an off comment, I don't mind it, but that was like the ending of the promo. And then she threw the coffee. Like, I get they got some heat with each other, but... I don't know. I think the woman so, should have so, heat with each other. So, explain, explain, explain the promo to me. That it was Big Swole mic drop that she's married and Britt Baker isn't? Because Britt Baker... Okay, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me explain it. Uh, Britt Baker was coming out. Uh, she was had an interview with Tony Schiavone on the, on the entrance ramp. And uh, basically, she was just down talking shit about the crowd. She was great on the mic. I got a hand it to her. She was saying that you guys can live your dreams to be a janitor or, you know, like a dental assistant. Like, she was really good. Um, and then you had Big Swole come out to you just say, listen, yo, shut up. You know, she came out there, she shut her up. Um, and then Britt Baker hit her with the line, you're like the second most uh, prominent, you know, woman in your relationship, you know, you know? And then she said, and, oh, she said your, your boyfriend, pretty much, pretty much your boyfriend is the, the most known wrestler in your relationship. And then she says, I'm married, baby. I'm married, baby. So she was trying to try to make a statement that, oh, my boyfriend, nah, I'm married. And then I guess Britt Baker might not be married. I'm not sure. Uh, but she no, they're, they're not married. It's, it's a fiance thing. All right, cool. So she, she threw a coffee on her and then she walked away. And then, you know, Big Soul's like, all right, I'll see you later. Kind of thing. I mean, I would have loved if Big Soul just beat her ass or chased her down backstage. That would have brought some heat and fire to to this program a little bit. Just at least she get then she fight cast to like you know get away. But um, yeah, so that got a lot of looks online. People were talking about it, but I think it was a little bit salacious for no for no reason. Like I want to see more than just like petty drama or surrounding these like who they're who they're dating. I want to say, hey, yo, you want to be the best woman in AEW. And honestly, I want to see Nala Rose eventually get to the point where she's saying, I'm the most dominant wrestler, period, in AEW. Because I think that's where her, 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 her bread is going to be better, where she just comes out there and says, I'm the most dominant athlete here, period. I don't care if you're a man, no woman. 
<laughs> you know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So, stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Two kinds of bacon and all kinds of delicious. Say hello to Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Take you out, and I'm gonna. And I want her to have a long reign as women's champion, but I see her doing big things uh, in uh, AEW. Uh, so I like when they bring that competitive fire rather than lean on the drama with with um, the woman. And not and not only that, just that it's just not a good look to keep bringing up WWE. Period. Thank you. Now go ahead. We're in the moment. Bring up your Cody point. <laughs> All right, yo, I um, and you, you, you're gonna, you're gonna, you should like this because you're a wrestling historian, man. Honestly, and I don't, and you may not know, like Cody as a talent, he might not be your thing, but Cody is vital to AEW, and not just because he's EVP. He's vital to AEW because of the tentacles he brings and the prestige he brings to the company. I don't believe, I believe without Cody Rhodes, we don't get an Arn Anderson, we don't get a Jack the Snake, we don't get a Tully Branchard, and these are characters in wrestling history that kind of ground your company and say, hey, they're co-signing this company. They're, by being there, it gives it a little bit more prestige and background and history to it. Cody just being there through that brings that level of prestige in that wrestling company that we're like, oh, I remember Jake the Snake. And when he comes out there to say, hey, he's, he's uh, co-signing um, Lance Hoy, or I should say, my, shout out to Lance Archer, you know, he, it, 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 I, he, Cody, it's all through Cody. It's like, it stems through his DNA, you know? And um, yeah, so I just wanted to give a shout out to Cody because I think without him, you wouldn't get that history. And kind of like, with AEW. AEW would seem just like any other wrestling promotion. And, you know, bringing in Jim Ross and bringing in, you know, other people. I do think that Jim Ross will have his time where he has to get off the mic, but I think bringing in these older minds brings some prestige to your company. Uh, and that's through Cody, because of, of his lineage. And he's not bad in the ring. And no. he has a character. No, you know? I, I'm uh, a, I'm a, listen, I'm a, I'm a, I, I like Cody as a character. I like Cody as a businessman. I love what Cody has done for the business. And I totally agree that he is essential and vital, not just for AEW, but for wrestling. Because of that lineage, that bloodline is for him to be rebellious. It's for him to be a, a, a risk taker. You feel me? So, like, he's a Runnels, not a Rhodes. You know what I mean? Like, he's a... You know what I mean? Like, he, he's he's... He he he's a he's the spawn of Virgil. You know what I mean? Like you know what I mean? So I totally agree with you on that. What I do want to kind of oppose though is the fact that 
If AEW continues to be the Legends Tour, that is what it's going to be considered as. And, yeah, and, 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 no, 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 and, and, and I, I know what you're saying. I know, I know what you're saying. I know okay. what you mean as far as what you just presented. Your argument is valid, but what I am stating is that it, 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 it is just another is to, to, to me. Like this is a personal thing to me. This is just another opportunity to get a check. Now, Arn. Add something when he's not on television. Jake can add something when he's not on television. Didi, Didi, their name means something when they're on. Yeah, on. yeah, that, that, that's 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 true. But what I'm saying, real quick, like I want to see, like I need to see a angle where Cody needs to choose between Arn and his and, and Brandy. Like, and I'm not sure if he's gonna be. Uh, Arn is a bad influence for Brandy. That's, that's influence. dumb to me. Uh, that's dumb to me. That's a waste. That's dumb. That's that's a waste. That's that's a waste of that's a waste of utilization. That's a waste of TV time. That that does not. That does that does not. That does nothing. That does nothing for the character or anything. That does nothing. You gotta just, you, no. It does. It does. You gotta. You okay. Gotta explain it to me. Tell me. Listen. I'm just saying that I would like to see a storyline where he. I no. Tell me what it does. Tell me what it does. That's the argument that I'm saying. Tell me what it does. You know, I think that that's how you turn him. If you turn him heel. Turn who that's heel? Huh? Turn who heel? Cody Rhodes. He doesn't need to be on fucking television. We've had this conversation before. I disagree. I disagree. I think that, and he's in his prime right now. I don't know what you're talking about. Where where Cody doesn't need to be on television. I Bro, he's he, in his prime as a businessman. That 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 yo, we're we're we're. Old, I didn't say he's an old guy, CT. But listen, he's an EVP for a reason, right? He he's a he's an he's an executive vice president of a company for a reason. He's not just talent. He he's not just he's not just a wrestler. He's not just another body. That's what you do. To, that's what he is. He hires that. That that's that is where his influence is most prominent. That is where he's most required right now. That is his value to the company. It's not as a talent. Cody's value to AEW right now. I think you fail to realize his value as a talent. I think you fail to realize the rub that he's given to MJF. I said, I think you fail to realize the lineage and prestige he's bringing to AEW. And maybe you don't care about that. I'm not. I'm not. I think you're. I think you're. I don't. I don't think you're understand. I don't think you're totally understanding me. I don't think you're understanding me. So that's fine. I don't. No, I think there should be a day where Cody takes a step back. I don't think that day is today. Put it that way. If if if. If my okay, my okay, who's running their day to day? Tony Khan. And 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 okay, and who the fuck is Tony Khan in the wrestling industry? In the television industry? In anything, nigga? <laughs> so why the fuck? Why the fuck are you attaching your horse to Tony Khan? He never fucking did this. This is not Tony Khan's company. It's just his money. The day-to-day deserves to Cody. Cody needs to transition from...
from Triple H to Paul Levesque. That that's that that is that, and I get it. He he's 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 in his prime, or whatever the case may be. But my thing is, Cody has value to where he could come back, and it means something. True. He does. I, I he he doesn't. I think that maybe he, Aren't two people that you should worry about with television? They both work TV, so I, I mean I hear your argument. I, I I do, but when you're making a when you're making a statement that listen, Cody's feud with MJF should have meant something to where if MJF retired Cody, it meant something. If that's the angle, it won't. That's my point. That, that, you know what I mean? So as as Cody continues to do things, the lineage of what or prestige that he has with the current run that he's on, it diminishes it a little bit. I don't. Uh, I, I I guess we disagree on that because I don't think it's diminished. I think that right now, I think I think we 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 look at. AEW from a judgmental point of view sometimes. I, I don't. I look at it from a pragmatic point of view. Yeah, I know, and I hear you. I hear you, and and, I, and what and it needs to be said that Cody is an EVP. I'm not just counting that, but I'm giving props to what I'm seeing him that he is providing this company. Because let's say there was an AEW with no Cody Rhodes, and it was just Chris Jericho and the Elite trying to figure out this thing. And I think he brings a separate entity that none of these independent wrestlers or Chris Jericho or John Moxley brings it to AEW. You know, and nobody would be able to fill that but Cody because of where he comes from. So I think that does mean something in the wrestling industry and that respect that 
perceived saying, hey, this is coming from from some base, from, from roots, from some grassroots place. Uh, and, that, and that's not to knock everybody else, but Cody right now, I see he has a straight tap to the, to the past, you know, and, and he brings that with him in every, everything he does in AEW. Um, now, now, moving along, yeah, I do want to see uh, his, the place where he has to choose between Arn and Brandy because I don't want to see that him having two managers pretty much. Um, but that should be used for a heel turn. Uh, maybe that doesn't, uh, and honestly, that'll be through turning him to compete with somebody else and put over a baby face. Maybe him, him and Darby go at it, and he puts over Darby in a, in a big fashion. I don't know, maybe Darby's the one to, to retire him or something. So I'm just going at, at it from a point of he's going to be around. You know, um, I see on AEW outside of Cody that they're trying to make the inner circle relevant by having them take people out. I see the effort. I appreciate the effort. It's not working. I think that when we get to blood and guts, that will tell me what's, what we should do with the inner circle. It's whether they should continue with it or whether they should disband it. At this point, I'm leaning more towards disbanding it because I'm not seeing it go anywhere. Um, and then, you know, have these guys uh, build on their own. I don't like the, I don't like where there's too many factions. You can have factions, but you don't need to have five factions on your television show. Now, I like the Death Triangle. That's a, it's not really a fashion because I feel like they're going to be bringing some um, trios tag team championships. I just have, I just have a gut feeling, man. They're putting people up in, tri- in trio tag teams. They're keeping records of it. Uh, they should uh, introduce a tag title. I mean, you know, a six man tag title essentially, and put that on the show. So Death Triangle, shout out to them. I thought they were dope. They're gonna be <laughs> fucking ill. Um, all, all these three guys are crazy. Luch, um, Pentagon, uh, Phoenix, and uh, Pac, incredible. And that image was having the par- uh, private party uh, linked up with who was the third party? They're they're, they're was it Orange Cassidy? Uh, uh I, was the, I think Orange Cassidy was with the best friends. I can't. I don't know who that third person was. I I have to go back and watch it. Yeah, but they put him in some kind of crazy uh, submission, which is fucking not. not I never seen that shit before. Uh, shout out to Death Triangle. I think they're gonna do great things. And if they do have a, a six man tag team title titles introduced, put it on Death Triangle. When like you know, like you guys messed up not putting it on Pe- Penta and Phoenix in the first place for the tag division. But um, yeah, yeah. So AEW, I think they're taking an uptick this year, this week. I was just up tip, up tip a little bit. I think they, I see some legs with the women's division. Uh, I see some things with the mid card, and I, uh, I see what Cody's there for. I like Chris, Christopher Daniels parody on the Dark Order. That was pretty cool. I think it was well, well produced. And um, yeah, that's all for AEW. Well, thank you, CT, for I, I should. Uh, yo, you need to be like, and I'm Chitty Two K, ESPN. You know what I mean? Like, thank you for your correspondence <laughs> on AEW, yeah. my nigga. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know,
I'm curious where you're going well, it's funny that you say that because our business and logic is something I was going to ask you. Are you more excited for Blood and Guts than you are for WrestleMania? Just trying to see, man. Uh, listen, if I'm being completely 100% honest, out of everything going on in wrestling right now, I'm waiting for Drew McIntyre to be crowd champion. That's what I want to see at WrestleMania. I think that his story has been incredible, um, and I want him to succeed. Because when you put in that hard work and you get, you, you lose your dream job, you have to go out there and, and put in the work to get back to where you were, and then fulfill the potential I'm down for that story and I'm waiting to see Drew McIntyre uh, win at WrestleMania um, but we just gotta get there all along we just gotta get there and, and that's, I'm, I'm like kind of like alright just wait around for it with AEW I see that being a, a, a sooner payoff with the blood and guts stuff. so it's coming out I think in two weeks um, and now with the coronavirus I'm not sure how they're gonna be doing their shows which is this is crazy right now but I want them down to see how they perform their, with their uh, War Games match. So at this very moment, since I know that sooner than WrestleMania, yes, that has my attention this week. Blood and Guts, I am I'm currently more excited for Blood and Guts than WrestleMania currently. But that's only this week. You know what I mean? That caveat that some, that's something happened next week. And WrestleMania is like, they put something out there that I'm interested in, then that takes spot over Blood and Guts. And that's where I'm at today as a fan. You know, but um, um, I'm, I'm looking forward to both shows. You know, I want wrestling to be successful, and it is successful. Just so we'll see what happens with all this uh, virus talk. I cannot believe you fucking said that, bro. I can't believe you said that. There is not a thing <laughs> that AE fucking W is doing that's going to make me more excited than WWE, nigga. What was so interesting this week? Did I didn't say nothing was... Listen, it's WWE, bro. It's the brand. <laughs> That's the thing. I'm, I'm, I'm not judging it. I'm basically... Like, every week, I come blank slate for WWE, blank slate for AEW. And I thought this week that AEW had upper hand. And that is my subjective opinion. And everybody else can have their opinion. I thought that AEW had, had, had upper hand. Not, not as far as better television, not even better storytelling. It's just, I'm excited to see this match. For me, that's what I'm interested in today, but I want to see, it's like, it's like, WWE didn't build anticipation for this week. They didn't like build anticipation. I did like Shayna taking everybody on the elimination chamber. That was cool, but they didn't follow through with that on Monday. So, that's where I'm at. Just being honest. Wow. Listen, man, with WWE and WrestleMania and this coronavirus, logically, what what should happen with business? Logically, they have to shut down WrestleMania. If this is what people are saying it is. Now... That's, I think we're all better safe than sorry. 
you know, and when in this times like this, you know. So I'm not trying to scare anybody. I don't think that I think everybody just be safe, wash your hands, and all that stuff, and just be better safer than sorry. And we have to postpone WrestleMania, and, and it will throw us into a flux. Like people who are planning to go out there, people are already banning flights from Europe in certain places. Um, we'll we'll have to wait, you know. Um, when they call when they call pandemic, global pandemic, in times like this, we gotta adjust and adapt, you know, and. Um, I think that business takes a hit because it's precedent to take care of um, people's health first, you know, and livelihood and the human human race. <laughs> so I think that this is going to be a, it's going to be unprecedented territory, just untapped waters, you know. That's why I was giving some top, some props to Triple H on SmackDown because no one knows where we're at right now. Like it's just like we we're in we uncharted territory, where there's a pandemic during. Um, I've never had one in my lifetime. So I don't know what happens here. I don't think anybody expected this, but now we have to adjust. So uh, WrestleMania looks like it's going to have to have a lot of people canceling and. Uh, so I'm going to keep it I'm gonna keep it funky. Have. It, is this hyperbole? Yes. Have we dealt with something that is this. Influential and impactful in our lifetime? Yes. Yes, we have. How? What? So, I'm... Alright. This coronavirus, right? 44 confirmed deaths. Now, the passing along of this coronavirus is kind of the replication of passing along the, the flu. A cold. You know, and granted, the flu and the cold, the common cold or flu, they have vaccinations. A virus does not have a vaccination. But what I'm saying is, we have over 50,000 deaths of the flu a year. I don't take a fucking flu shot, my nigga. So what I'm saying is, is that it's, it's, everything is easily susceptible when you're talking about germs being passed along. You see what I'm saying? So, I'm not trying to poo-poo this, but what I am saying is this is a lot of hyperbolic propaganda going on that we have been through... Bruh, listen. Remember, nigga, do you not remember anthrax, CT, when niggas couldn't even send mail? Are you kidding me? That's what I'm saying. Like, nigga, we have been through epidemics before. This is just, this is just a lot of trying to like fear mongering to me. Okay, all right. And, and honestly, I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna hold you, bro. You have the right to, to that to that opinion. But in the case of where people are are dying from something that they don't have a, a cure for. And they guys, and we're trying to figure it out. And they're shutting down Italy, and we hear all all the stuff going on across the globe. Um, and we see now we're at post we're postponing the NBA. We're see now March Madness is canceled. Um, with WWE having WrestleMania during this time, you're on the fence. Uh, you're on the side of we still go and go on as planned. I'm on the side of. 
it's very hard to convince people otherwise when something like this has already been implied in their brain. So we're fucked, is pretty much what I'm saying. Uh, it, it, because if this was, if if it was this much outrage for niggas to get the flu shot, do you think Ivana would pressure me to get the flu shot? Because that nigga ain't got the flu shot either, nigga. You see what I'm saying? So it's just what it what it what what is it, nigga? Like my like like what what what? I, I, it's hard because. Nothing has ever shocked. Sh- no, nothing has ever been propelled to this level. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying that it's. Un- I'm not saying. I'm not saying it's unnecessary, but it's unnecessary, man. It's fuck it. I'm saying it. I'm taking it, like, nigga. I'm, this is my podcast. I'm a fucking say it. I own the rights to what the fuck I say, nigga. It is fucking preposterous, bro. Yo, I don't know, man. Nigga, I find talking about uh, when you go to Publix, wear gloves and shit. I'm like, nigga, we ain't never fucking did that shit before. Yeah. White I mean, people I'm wipe not... their nose all the time and push cars, nigga. You ain't never told me to put no fucking gloves on before, though. Now, goddamn. Listen, I told her, listen, and, and, and I don't want to put her on blast, but fuck it, I'm putting her on blast. I'm like, yo, you know what's smart? I'm like, yo, a lot of niggas, listen, I'm like, you know, a lot of niggas is racist. The Asian stores are are taking a hit because ain't nobody shopping with them. I'm going to go shop with them. She's like, oh, no, oh, no, don't you go in no Asian store. And I'm like, oh, my God, you racist, nigga, you fucking racist. <laughs> so it's just a lot of it's just a lot of fear mongering, my nigga. I can't even get Chinese food, nigga, because niggas think oh, it got the man. corona. You feel me? NBA? You talking about Wale Mania? You talking about no oh, concerts? Yeah. Like, what are Yo. you talking about, nigga? I gotta spend time with my girlfriend? What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, we gotta figure, we gotta, it's hard, hard times, man. We'll, we'll get through it. You damn right. I just bought some more weed today. Oh, man. So, when it comes to the NBA, man, I mean, I'm sorry. When it comes to WrestleMania, um, I, I do think that, I do think that it hurts. It hurts. It, 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 it hurts. I, like, you know, it, bruh, it hurts. But, I think we talked about it. Uh, well, we said it. Uh, I got it from Twitter. Um... I got it from Twitter. Uh, the the homie uh, Mills TV was like, "This is where WWE earns this two billion dollars." <coughs> the the the, the, the the content that you put on television, the eyeballs that you're able to get, and the relevancy to maintain uh, uh, sustainability sustainability through these times where people are like clamoring for something to watch. This is where yeah. this is where the money is made right here. Yeah, 
Yeah, this is where they see they, they, they it's like uh, you put up or shut up, you gotta roll the dice. But I think that he's gonna just cut cut out for it. You know, I think they're gonna ride they ride through this, they survive everything. Up and down, stock market, uh, you know, they're they're stable. Dog, they survived the death on their fucking live television. They did. They did, you know, so that's unreal that's unheard of, you know, that could you know, tank any company. Um but yeah, business wise, logic wise, business wise, I it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna hurt. But logic wise, it's the best thing to do to to, to postpone WrestleMania. I don't know how it's gonna work though. I just don't know where that, where I don't know all the all the freaking inside and outs of what goes into making these things happen. I'm just saying from my perspective. Bruh, what I'm telling you is I don't know how air travel is gonna motherfucking uh, comp these tickets because niggas only has certain amount of time to fly and then niggas didn't you know niggas is niggas they don't get insurance on their flight so now you feel you know what I mean like what what yeah. what is what is gonna happen you know what I mean yeah. like what yeah. what is gonna I'm, happen you know, right now I don't know if people yeah people gonna get refunded like it's just that's just it's just a it's just a mess it's a mess like I, was, I said it on Facebook like 2020 has given no fucks period As, and it's weird for one hell of a year already uh, but going forward, I have faith in WWE. I have faith in. I'm curious to see what AEW does. You know, I mean, MLW. You got all the all the wrestling companies out there. The NWA. Uh, what are they gonna do during this time, during this pandemic, where people are actually saying, "Hey, stay home, don't go out, um, uh, don't go to public outings, all you know, you know, all together in one space." So it's because it's trying to you know limit the contamination. I get it. Even if it's propaganda, propaganda, that's where we are right now. You know, whether we believe it or not, that's where we are. People are saying, stay in your crib. <laughs> you know? Um, and people are saying, you can't come in, you can't fly. And we're saying, now, you know, NBA is done. If that's where we are, I think WrestleMania would be, be absurd not to have WrestleMania be postponed. Ah, all right. So we'll go forward. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, follow us on RW Podcast One on Twitter. Uh, follow us on Reasonable Wrestling Podcast on Instagram. Any news that we find out, we'll for sure uh, um, pass along to you guys as we are during these un uh, uh, uncharted territory. Unchar- yeah, yeah. Um, thank God for internet. Thank God for the WWE Network because I can still get my fix of wrestling with the crowd. That is true. That is true. Shout out to the WWE Network, yes. Uh man, you got you got anything else that you want to get to through the week? We had a pretty good, efficient hour show, man. Yeah, man. Um, no, I think that's about it. That's about it. Uh, yeah. Let's look forward to this, uh, Week of No Crowd Part 2. Have a good one. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to this shit, yeah. Y'all niggas follow us on Twitter. We're going to get these jokes all together, nigga. <laughs> all right, man. Thank you guys for tuning in, man. Uh, if y'all got work on a Monday, we're recording this on a Sunday. Uh, just go ahead and put this in your earlobes. Appreciate you guys for listening. Peace. 
You don't need to be employed to get employee-level vision coverage. If you're retiring soon and looking for a way to continue caring for your eyes, get a VSP individual vision plan at vspdirect.com. You know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly.